0: Do the Terps have any shot at March Madness? You are a Locked On Terps, your daily podcast on the Maryland Terps. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, video content creator for 247 Sports and InsideMarylandSports.com and host of Locked On Terps the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. So thank you for making us part of your day. Today's episode is brought by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started. The Terps have a shot at March Madness, but I doubt it will happen overall. I think we have dug ourselves too deep into this March Madness conversation. I know that there's like some tentative talks about it, and I've seen a lot of different people and a lot of different articles coming out about Maryland making March Madness. So I want to come on here and give my opinion. I think there's like a very, very, very slim shot. We definitely have to get a little bit lucky and have some things go our way, and I kind of doubt that we make the tournament overall I mean that's kind of where we are at our season but I think people Maryland fans want to know do we have any shot at it I think there is a slight shot but I think things that we have done losses that we have had earlier on in the season really have hurt us overall if you look back the losses early I think are going to come back to haunt us really bad I'm talking about the two losses the worst losses of the year to UAB and the loss to Davidson those two losses are going to kill the terps if we had won those two games I think we look at our resume completely different our record looks a lot different i think right now we're we're pretty in the thick of things we might be in the outside looking in but we definitely have a pretty solid shot at making a push to the tournament and that's why early season early on is so important and you think that you can drop a game early on and sometimes you can but you have to have a win or two to make Up for that, but those losses against UAB and Davidson, it's really hard to lose those games two games in a row and still make the tournament. It's just tough that we lost UAB 63 to 66. It was early on the season, it was the first game of the Asheville Championship, and the Asheville Championship was supposed to give us a chance to really kind of put ourselves in a good spot. I thought early on the season we were going to play, I thought how it was going to go, I thought we were going to play. Um, UAB the first game, which we obviously lost. And then we were going to go on to Clemson, and we could get a potential solid resume when Clemson's a pretty good team this year, but we ended up losing to UAB sixty-three to sixty-six, and then we also lost to Davidson sixty-one to sixty-four. Both close games, both three-point games, both one-possession games, but. Maryland has changed a lot over the course of your work completely different team. If you just took the second half, this more recent Maryland team, maybe more of the big 10 play resume Maryland team and how we have played in big 10 play for a lot of the games. And if you take kind of the Nebraska and the Iowa game and even a Michigan state loss that we took and even a Northwestern loss, we took, I think we are a March madness caliber type of team on paper. I think we have that type of talent, but at the end of the day, March isn't about talent. It's not about talent at all. It's all about resume. You could have all the talent in the world, but if you don't have that resume, it's not going to matter for March Madness. It's all about who you beat, when you beat them. It's all about that type of things. How many quad one wins do you have? How many quad three losses we have? That's what it's about. And we have two quad three losses, which are really going to hurt us at the end. Like I said, in Davidson and UAB. And then to go along with that, I don't think we had a a good enough out-of-conference schedule to like rebound from those type of losses. If you're going to lose to a UAB and a Davidson, you got to have some matchups where it's like you can rebound and you can change everything around and you can change the course of how the season is going because you play some big-time talent, Uh, whether it's a top-ten team, whether you play a Kentucky or you play a Kansas or you play a Baylor or you play one of those teams or you play... We play one of those better top teams in the country overall, a UConn. If you play one of those teams and you like Purdue did Purdue's out of conference. That was a really good example of this. They played Arizona. They played Alabama. They played Gonzaga. They played Tennessee. They played Xavier. And obviously we probably didn't want to schedule something like that because we were still really figuring ourselves out. And if we would have played that schedule, it could have legitimately been zero and five out of conference, but I think you still had to have more than just the Villanova game and the UCLA game. I, I would have wanted to see another game or two that had a little bit more meaning, more of a power five type of team. Maybe not someone like, maybe not like a one of the top teams in the country. Maybe not like a UConn or a Kansas or one of those type of programs, one of the top teams in the country. Or UNC right now is doing really well or... One of those type of teams that maybe just someone in more middle of the pack um, in terms of a conference team, like a Clemson, who we were technically supposed to play if we would have taken down our business, like that type of team, a, middle, a couple more middle of the pack teams because it's really hard to make up for that loss against UAB and Davidson. And we're trying to do it in Big Ten play, but it's not easy. We did beat Illinois, which goes a long way. And that Illinois win is kind of keeping us, afloat at this point it's kind of giving us a shot at anything that Illinois win is because if we didn't win that game I don't even know if there would be a point of talking about anything and so I'm looking at that Illinois win it's really keeping us afloat I I think right now we're sinking right now we won't be able to swim without the Illinois win I don't think we have much of an argument at all but that big time Illinois win that we had on the road at their place it's keeping us afloat it's letting us breathe a little bit. We're running out of breath quickly, but that Illinois win gave us a couple more seconds to uh, a couple seconds to breathe a little bit. But if you look at it, that's not going to be good enough just beating that Illinois team. We're going to need some other big time wins. Maryland currently is 5 and 5 in the Big 10, middle of the pack, which isn't bad at all. If we beat UAB and Davidson and maybe the Villanova game is closer overall, then you're looking at that and you're saying we're in a good spot. We're in a good spot out of conference and we we went undefeated out of conference besides um the besides the Villanova game and then you're also looking at it we're pretty solid in the Big 10. 5 and 5 in the Big 10 isn't isn't that isn't bad at all. You can make the tournament with 5 and 5 in the Big 10 with about a 500 record in the Big 10. But we don't have a good enough resume out of conference. And that goes back to my point. That I kind of wish we'd play maybe a team or two that was really that was a little bit better than what we played. Maybe like a SEC opponent, middle of the pack SEC or middle of the pack Big East. But at the same time, the team that we were then was not very good. We have changed a lot. So it's hard to say like I rather have played a better out of conference schedule because we also took bad losses to UAB and Davidson for a reason and a terrible loss to Villanova as well, where we only had like. 15 points in the first half. So you look at it and you can't really have it both ways. And you kind of have to move on and say, what can we do now to make it so that we have a shot at things? And I think the rest of the schedule is interesting. We play Michigan State this weekend. I think we have to beat them. We lost already to one to Michigan State, and now we go to their place and play them. And I think that's a game we must win. I think that's a game we have to win in order to really argue that we deserve a shot in the tournament. I think we I think we have to beat Michigan State overall. I think we have to beat Rutgers for sure. Rutgers is a must win. That would be our next game. And then I also think we have to beat Ohio State. We probably have to beat Iowa. We probably have to go... Four and zero in our next four, realistically, and they're all winnable. We already beat Iowa, so we know we can beat them. Ohio State isn't very good. They just beat, or they just lost to Illinois by a good amount. That Ohio State team is struggling in Big Ten play, and Rutgers too. Rutgers isn't that good as well. So if Maryland gets hot and you win four in a row against Michigan State, Rutgers, Ohio State, Iowa, you get yourself in the conversation for sure. That would move you to, I think, nine and five in the big ten if that if my math is correct. And nine and five in the big ten is nine and five in the big ten. That's very solid. And I don't think that's going to happen, but Maryland for sure seems like they would slip one, whether it's on the road against Michigan State, whether it's against Iowa at home. I don't know, but I think there's some type of shot for us to go 4-0 on our next four with what I've seen with Jamie Kaiser stepping up and Jahari Long stepping up. I think we have a shot at it. I don't know if I look at anyone on that schedule besides Michigan State and Iowa, I guess that, would, that you would say is really better than us i don't say ohio state and rutgers are better than us those are two games we should win i was going to be a home game so i would think we should be able to beat iowa i think we'll be favored at home against some michigan state is the one so if you go three and one in that stretch maybe you can live but i think that stretch has to be four and oh and then and then you get kind of into the the big dogs in our schedule and we play illinois again and we also play wisconsin so I'm looking at it. You probably have to beat Illinois or Wisconsin. So you got to go 4-0 and in your next stretch, which it's not going to be easy to do. And this Maryland team hasn't proven that we're that consistent to be able to win four games in a row, especially against a Big Ten opponent. But maybe we can beat Illinois again. Maybe we can beat Wisconsin. I think you have to win one of those. If you beat Wisconsin and then you also win those four in a row, and then you go and beat Penn State in Indiana probably – I think you're in a good spot, and that's a lot. That's wishful thinking for sure, and that's what goes back to my point that I doubt that we have really any shot, and then, of course, the Big Ten Tournament, who knows what can go on there. You never know. Maybe we could win the tournament. Obviously, that doesn't really happen very much, but you don't know what can happen overall. There's there's chances. There's games still left for us to play. There's a lot of quad two opponents that we play. There's a lot of solid chances to build this resume, but I think you got to Win your next four against Rutgers, Ohio State, Iowa, Michigan State. And then you have to split Wisconsin and Illinois. Can't go 0-2 there. And you probably have to beat Penn State and Indiana. I don't know if that would be good enough. I think that would probably get you in, especially if you win a couple games in the Big Ten tournament. Overall, it's not going to be easy, and I doubt that the Terps can make a March Madness run. But I'm excited to see if they have any shot at doing it. Do not give up on the freshmen. I will tell you about that after this ad from FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is, is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. I love Super Bowl Sunday. It's a great time with family, friends, wherever you are. It seems like everybody watches, even if you're not a football fan. You get great food, whether it's wings, pizza, good desserts, whatever you like. It seems like it's everyone, one of everyone's favorite days. It seems like a national holiday to me. Not only can you bet who will win the Super Bowl 58, but Fanduel also bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today and you'll get two hundred dollars in bonus bets if your first bet of five dollars or more wins. Just visit fanduel.com/slash locked on to sign up. That's fanduel.com/slash locked on. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sports book of the NFL. Do not underestimate these Maryland freshmen and don't give up on them. I've read many things on Twitter. Honestly, I like to be honest that have been pretty, pretty low on the Maryland basketball freshmen. I've said some things that i have said, like I probably have said things that aren't particularly good about them because they came in as really highly rated guys. Kaiser, Deshaun Harris-Smith, and of course, Jonathan Lamoth. also. Jonathan Lamoth doesn't play as much, but expectations were a little bit lower. And I think Lamoth is kind of a next year type of player, but focusing on Kaiser and Deshaun Harris-Smith, they came in this season with the world kind of on their shoulders, Maryland basketball fans thought these were the next great Maryland freshmen. And we have seen some really good freshmen in our day. We've seen guys like Kevin Herter. We've seen guys like Anthony Cowan. We've seen guys like Melo Trimble. And we've seen guys like Justin Jackson. Those are just some of the recent guys that we have seen that have turned out to be really great Maryland players. And we've gotten sometimes used to that, like a Jalen Smith or a Diamond Stone, guys that we expect to come in right away and to be really top players. We're no Kentucky, or we're no Duke. We're not getting the top recruiting class every single year, but we've kind of gotten used to having like a solid recruit, usually in just about every recruiting class that can come in and make an impact. So when we got Dishon Harris-Smith, who is Mr. Basketball in the state of Virginia, and one of the top-rated recruits, and a lot of people thought he could be Big Ten Player of the Year, we expect him to come out and kind of dominate not maybe not dominate but we expected him to be a big part of the team